Has another New Year's Eve crept up on you without renting a limo from Enchanted Limos? Well, if it has, you're in luck. Enchanted Limos just added 8 new carriages to our fleet of limousines with seating up to 20 in each. If you're headed uptown, downtown, or out of town, Enchanted Limos is your chariot to usher in the new year in style. Visit our website at www.website.com for booking information or give us a call at 555-5555. Make this New Year's one that you will never forget by renting a limo from Enchanted Limos in Hyde Park. Hello, my Hatter Press Expressos. It's Parker here, your host, on the podcast Life in the Mind, where we talk about all things mental illness. Today, we are going to be narrowing down that topic to what causes depression in teens. Today, we we're going to be interviewing my brother, Peyton, to get more insight on what goes on in the mind. Hi, my name's Peyton. I'm Parker's older brother. Um, I'm 20 years old, and I go to college at Tulane University. Um, I'm majoring in neuroscience, uh, and I'm a junior, so I'll hopefully graduate next year. And I'm a licensed EMT through uh, Tulane's EMS services. Yeah, that's that's about it. So you are able to talk about, like, what goes on in the brain, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I don't know, I'm studying neuroscience. So I've learned a lot from my neuroscience courses just about mental illnesses. I've taken, like, an abnormal psychology class where we talk about different types of mental illnesses and, you know, diseases that affect the nervous system. And uh, this semester I'm taking a class on cellular neuroscience. So um, I've learned a lot about how, you know, molecular imbalances or just abnormalities can cause young people to you know, have depression or anxiety or other types of mental illness. Have you learned what causes depression in teens? I've learned a little bit about what potentially causes depression in teens. There are different molecular messengers called neurotransmitters. And if, you know, you know what neurons are and just their axons, axon terminals, basically just neurons have these structures that allow them to send um, electrical and chemical messages between each other. So these chemical messengers, these neurotransmitters, are what, you know, prompt a response in the receiving cell. And so these responses basically have a lot of range in, like, what they can do. A lot of them can just affect your heart rate, can affect just different physiological functions and different, like, you know, it can even like affect like your mental states. So I don't know, I guess a common cause of depression is just, you know, like low levels of these chemical messengers due to things such as like reuptake where these um, neurotransmitters are after they're released, you know, to be taken up by the next cell, what happens is they're actually taken up by the initial cell, Back, they're sucked back into the initial cell, so that second receiving cell never really gets them. So, I mean, that's kind of the reasoning behind different depression and anxiety medications. So, yeah, yeah. so like those, like these medications like SSRIs that a lot of people take for depression are 
selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. And serotonin is one of those neurotransmitters I mentioned. So what happens is they block those transporters on the giving cell. And once that giving cell like releases the serotonin to the second cell, um, basically their transporters on, on the first cell are blocked so that that serotonin isn't sucked back up by the first one. And there's plenty of serotonin in our brain and nervous system. Okay. I kind of looked up like what causes that reaction, Yeah. you know, and what I found is um, people who have traumatic events, social, like if their social situation, family issues, genetics slash biology or medical, medical conditions, or if like you're addicted to something, that's kind of can what um, make that process happen. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah. I read a book this summer um, called The Body Keeps the Score, and it, it was written by a neuroscience researcher. And in that book, um, I can't quite remember his name. I think it's Vander Kolk is his last name. But um, he claims that different traumatic life experiences um, on people, you know, either early on life or even later on life, can actually affect their body. So, yeah. different like stressors and just bad environments that you grow up grow up in can potentially like cause changes in your body. To like, you can just change so much about your body. Just all of your physiological functioning can be altered. Like your neuronal signaling can be altered. Um, there's this idea of synaptic plasticity where um, different neurons form new connections and get rid of connections that aren't used commonly. So that's one really large thing that can be altered and kind of demonstrates how people can develop depression due to all these changes in their bodies that cause abnormalities with uh, neurotransmitter communication. Yeah. Are, Are you fine with kind of sharing your story? Yeah, yeah, I can share my story. Okay. So, so wait, sorry. Um, do you want to kind of explain like what kind of what caused it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess just, um, I don't know. I'd say my depression and anxiety is partly just, you know, how I was born, and just has to do with just you know chemical potential chemical imbalances in my brain, but also due to different environmental factors, such as just the community I grew up in that wasn't very accepting. Um, that I think definitely helped provoke, you know, my depression in high school, and then also just, you know, struggling with depression in college too, just because it's such a big change. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, obviously, it's just there's so many different factors that play into it, and we don't we don't know all of them. Like yeah. people are researching, trying to figure them out, and we don't know what causes it. But I don't know. I'd say my best advice for just anyone struggling with depression or anxiety or mental illness in general, um, just talk to a psychologist or psychiatrist. They're very helpful and. Um, I found that the best way to manage my depression is by going to therapy and also um, taking uh, antidepressant medication that helps with my, you know, neurotransmitter levels. 
Yeah, but also for different people, it's going to be different things. Yeah, different people can, you know, different things can help different people. So one other thing that really helps me is exercise. So basically, you're just going to try things out. Like It's a long process, too, for sure. Yeah. Oh, it takes a long time. It is so bad. You have to switch medications, and sometimes you have to up them and down them. And it just takes, you know, it can take weeks for those medications to actually, like, demonstrate an effect. Oh, no, it actually takes months sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, definitely weeks to months, and it's definitely a long process, but it is really worth it because it does help your, you know, your mental yeah. state so much, and that's really what's most important. And you really can't give up during that time because it yeah. will get better because it might, okay, it might get worse, but that's when you just have to keep talking to people and being like, hey, yeah. this doesn't work out for me, I need something else, until you find the right thing for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, um, so for you, you think that what caused it was kind of genetics and, like, just your social situation, basically? Yeah, genetic factors are possible, and also just environmental factors due to, like, my yeah. social environments and just all of that. But you can't exactly pinpoint what's really the cause of it. No, no, it's not really. It's generally pretty hard to pinpoint. yeah. All right, well, thank you for the science side. Yeah, you're welcome. I shall talk to you later. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. Yep, of course. Bye, you want to say bye to the podcast? Yeah, I'll say bye. Bye, podcast. (laughs) All right. I hope you enjoyed what Peyton had to say. I really enjoy interviewing him for this kind of stuff because he really... He, he's really smart, so he understands, like, what kind of goes on in the brain, and I could, I understand, like, the symptoms of it, at least some of them for myself, because I actually have to do with multiple mental illnesses, one of them being depression, so that's kind of why I wanted to do this topic today, because it is something that affects me. It honestly always kind of interested me, because, like, if it affects you, like, learn from it, you know, you try to gain the knowledge to help you understand what you're going through. And for me, I think what caused it was social situation, family issues, and genetics. I really believe that my family, um, my parent, one of my parents actually has to deal with this stuff. She knows she does, but she isn't, she doesn't really get help. So it, it was, it was also never really talked about. So when it happened, I kind of just kept it to myself. And it kind of happened right after I moved here from Arizona. And that really affected me because it's a complete 180 from having, like, I was friends with all the people in my grade, basically, or at least I knew all of them. And then I come here not knowing anybody. And then just people in middle school are mean. They really are. Honestly, everybody throughout all school, a lot of people are really mean. But middle school is just bad. <laughs> it is a bad time. So that kind of really hit me because I didn't really have any friends and I couldn't really make friends because nobody seemed to like me. And I know that's partially just me being <laughs> like being in the mindset I have. But also, at the same time, like, nobody goes out of their way to talk to me. 
I'm always the one who goes out of my way to talk to them. And that's really kind of what happened when I moved here. So, which is a given because nobody really wants to talk to the new person. Or they do. If they're cool, I guess. <laughs> but I kind of shied away from everybody because I was scared. So they didn't really want to talk to me then. And so that's why I started struggling. And then also, as any family, we have family problems. Like, we don't talk to a lot of the people in my family. And then, of course, we're always going to get in fights between the family that we live with. Especially with my brothers going to college. So that also did not help. But I'm learning from it. I'm growing from it. And I believe I will come back better. And I think I think this topic needs to be talked about more. Because people need to understand it. And they need to see, like, they're not alone. Like, help is there. It will get better. And it's just kind of a taboo most of the time. So, even for the people who don't have it, they need to understand it. Because what are you going to do if somebody else has it? Like, some people make, or you make, some people are made fun of because of it. And it's just not okay. Because their mindset is already messed up. And you're just making it a whole lot worse. And you don't know if that could have been what ended them. But really, it does get better. So don't end it, please. But... Really, if y'all need help, please get it. Please go to please go to a therapist, a counselor. I personally go to a counselor and I take medication cuz that's just what I need. You that's maybe not what you need, but you need to you need to go to somebody so that you can learn what you need. Because really it took me so long to find what I needed and that also made it worse. So, it's going to be a rough, it's going to be rough for sure, and it's going to be hard, like, going through it. It's going to be hard even getting help, but in the end, it helps so much, and I just wanted to really quickly say the suicide prevention lifeline, just in case anybody needs it. It is 800-273-8255. Please get help. I love you all, and... Goodbye, my hot depressor expressos. I love